Welcome back to another episode of That's My Jam Podcast, the only podcast that'd be worthy to possess the power of Thor. Zach, welcome back again up to the little abode. How are you doing today? I'm great. And should we mention our sponsor today? Today's episode is brought to you by Paddington, available on DVD now. Paddington Bear? Yeah. You know, Paddington, the movie. Wait, is that, did that already come out? Yeah, already? it's released on DVD and Blu-ray today. Buyers today at Walmart or where other DVDs Man, are that, sold. That was fast. Uh, Zach, I, I know last time uh, we did, we were talking a little bit about cartoons, but... And I said we were gonna con- we were gonna continue that discussion, but gosh darn it, today <laughs> is a special day for all of us uh, comic book people. Oh. No, don't lie, don't lie, don't it's be a liar. It's not birthday. your birthday anymore. I know you like to celebrate your birthday for a week, but <laughs> when there's three feet of snow outside and you gotta walk uphill ten miles both ways. Well, man, no, I'm talking about, of course. If anybody's on Twitter seeing hashtag trending, all that good stuff, it is National Superhero Day! So, National Superhero Day, Zach. An event worth celebrating here in the United States, do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, um, when I first, because this was the first I heard about it, it was earlier today, uh, I thought the timing was kind of odd, um, and, or, or, which maybe this is the intention, because, uh, this Saturday free is Free Comic, comic Book, book day. day. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could, I guess you could just go ahead and say this is Comic Book, or Superhero Week, maybe, uh, and especially with Avengers coming out on mm. Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it. Chunk, check that out. I'm gonna love it. I just know it. Oh man, it is done. It's done gangbusters overseas so has far. It? Like, I'm sure. It yeah, has. like I've heard, like it completely went above and beyond their expectations <laughs> for what it was going to do overseas. So <laughs> I can only imagine how much it's gonna do over here in the United States. It's going to be a mul- oh, gosh. It's gonna make more money than than the. Me. <laughs> well, that's that's true. Definitely going to make more money than me too. It's going to make more money than uh, probably half of America combined. Yeah. I would say. Well, you know, I'm actually some of the reviews I've read are actually not completely favorable. I mean, it's still getting okay reviews, but you know, a lot of people are saying it's it's kind of just more of the same from the first one. And uh, ain't that always yeah, the thing? I guess so. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 trying to keep my hopes from getting too high. I mean, you know, I like the first one. I, you know, and I'm sure I'll enjoy this. Just don't you know? I don't. I don't want. I want to prepare myself so that way I don't end up disappointed. So I don't you know over, over you know have my expectations too high. Uh, I like to stay pretty positive about these sorts of things. I'm I'm, I'm kind of in the opposite boat of you. I think um, I I I get my expectations pretty high about a lot of things. I, oftentimes I get disappointed. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but I don't. I always like to go in uh, seeing a movie with a little bit of rose-colored glasses because I have to believe that I'm making a, a wise investment whenever I'm spending my money on a movie ticket. So that is true. Speaking of which, I got movie tickets today for the. Well, it's not the midnight premiere, but it's the go? the ten forty-five premiere. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That's them people at home. That loud sound you just had rupture your eardrums. That's the shaking of some. <clears throat> Avengers 2. 
Mm. A lot of the big stuff, uh, superhero-wise, going on within the next week or so. Uh, of course, like today, of course, like I said, uh, National Superhero Week, and uh, <clears throat> I heard about it because uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts was apparently, I told you about this earlier, Krispy Kreme Donuts was giving away free donuts. Like, if you bought a dozen donuts, you would get another dozen donuts for free. <laughs> and, oh, this part I didn't tell you. There are, like, people, there are people there that are cosplayers there, like, get people dressed up as their, as different superheroes, and you can have your photo taken with them, and if you get your photo taken with your favorite hero at the Krispy Kreme Donuts today, then you get entered into a drawing for, like, free donuts for a year or I something I wish I'd like known that. about this earlier today. Yeah, lived I'd, way too far away from any Krispy Kreme no, donuts. For me, I would have driven all the way to the nearest one. It's in Lexington, so San it's Angelo, about 50, 50, 60 miles, uh, I would say, to get to uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, give or take. <clears throat> Just a quick jaunt down the road. <clears throat> I like my donuts as much as anyone, but I love my superheroes even more. Uh, free comic book day, like we said, coming up this weekend, uh, May the 1st, oh, 2nd, 2nd, second. Second, May, May the 2nd. Second. So, um, any of uh, more big comic book fans out there, go outside to your local comic book shop, pick up some free comics. You ain't got nothing to lose, but you've got everything to gain. <laughs> uh, read about one of the new free comic books that was getting ready to come out. It was a Batman-related thing. I know you're... Uh, we both like Batman. A lot of people like Batman, but uh, Bruce Wayne is hanging up the cowl, it seems, for a they are they're they're somewhat rebooting Batman a little bit. We don't know mm. they they haven't revealed who's going to be the under the cape and cowl, but it's going to be revealed in uh, one of the free comic books at free comic. Book Hopefully, Day. they'll reveal that it is actually <clears throat> Ben Affleck, like the DC <clears throat> Universe version of Ben Affleck, the actor. He's an actor in DC's universe, and he himself, being a wealthy man. Uh, also, like, you know, when Batman or Bruce Wayne retires, he takes on the role of Batman, and then, you know, I could see Good that. Good old Boston Batman. Do you bleed? Oh. You will. You'll bleed. Oh, yeah. You'll bleed, all right. Soups. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Do you bleed? Huh? What if I knock you all the way over to Fenway? Eh? <laughs> on run. Bada bing. <laughs> Did Bostonians say bada bing? I don't know. I really don't. I'm not from Boston or anywhere never, around there. Never been to Boston. I almost went last fall, but I then didn't. Well, oh, was that for the uh, the Edgar Allan Poe thing that you yeah, said you guys were going to do? I had this whole Edgar Allan Poe October excursion plan. Go up to uh, Baltimore and go up to Boston, and along the way we are going to stop in... Uh, See Sleepy Hollow, New York. Get you some beans. Uh, yeah. Boston baked beans. Maybe even go up to uh, um, Salem, Massachusetts, which isn't too far from Boston. Had had a whole itinerary planned out, but circumstances ended up not allowing. So maybe maybe mm. this year. Good times. Well, I know I'm going to go down to the local games and comics, all Toronto thing. Get me some free comic books this weekend, since I'll be in London. And not the uh, not the country, but London, Kentucky, of course. London, England, the country. Yep, that's it. 
But give me some free comic books, see what's going on down there. Hopefully, I'd probably go there early enough so that I can get my pick of the litter, because those things mm-hmm. will go fast. Yeah, they, I just do, know. they do tend to go pretty fast. I, well, I think the good thing about living in a small, remote, like, little area around here is just the fact that the comic books won't go maybe as quickly, yeah, because not yeah. as many people are... But, you know, I could be wrong. I went to... I go to free... Uh, Oh, is it, it's it's RPG day? Like mm-hmm. it's basically that for but for D and D nerds like me, and uh, I tell you the stuff goes out really quick, like a lot quicker than I would have imagined. People <clears throat> uh, love free stuff. Well, there is that. I guess just the whole notion of it being free is what kind of tickles their fancy. Mm-hmm. It's under the uh, the old the old ball sack of interests and gives mm-hmm. it a slight tickle. Yeah, I'll be going to my store in uh, Richmond, Kentucky, Collectibles, etc., uh, seeing what they've got. I'll probably hit up a few more places in Lexington. I actually have a pretty full day planned. Now, you are you are the comic book collector, so tell me this. Do our, uh, in, On free comic book day, do all stores basically give away the same comics, or does it, can it be like a, does it like a rotation or something like that? Like, this store might give away this stuff, or this store over here gives away these free comics or something. Uh, the way it works is, you know, various publishers will put out free comic book mm-hmm. day exclusive comics, right? And then the individual stores can order, you know, whichever of those they want. I mean, you know, given most of them will get the popular stuff like Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of smaller publishers that also put out stuff. And, uh, you know, whether or not you'll find those is kind of hit or miss. Like, in fact, last year I had a, a piece of artwork in a, a, a pretty low-produced comic, uh, relatively unknown, Um and I, I actually had kind of a hard time finding it. I, I did eventually find a couple stores that had it, uh, and, they, and they sold out very quickly too, but a couple stores I went to also just didn't have it at all. They said they never got it in. So, so you can actually can so you can like actually look up what's going to be offered for Free mm-hmm. Comic Book yeah, Day, and you, you can go looking around see if you can find Yeah, them. if you go to, uh, I think, just freecomicbookday.com, they list out what's available. They have a website um, for it? Yeah, huh. it's, a, it's a big deal. Um, I don't and know, course, I'm not a comic book collector. So. And then, of course, uh, different stores also usually do their own promotion. So, like, even some stores, like, I know Half Price Books, they don't, uh, they don't even get the free comics, but they'll usually have, like, a box of free comics where you, you just get a free comic of your choice with uh, purchase so you could or something like that. possibly roll in there and find, like, a gem or something. Uh, maybe. And I, I think the way they pick the, the comics that are free... Or actually, they just kind of get their, like, the stuff that they're selling mm-hmm. for real cheap. But, you know, maybe. And then, like I said, uh, different stores have different, you know, maybe they'll do, like, a buy two, get one free deal. Or they'll have uh, 20% off, 50% off certain items. Uh, costume contests. I mean, they a lot of places go all out. I was actually kind of disappointed because this year it looks like not a lot of places <coughs> do anything. Um, Half-price books, like I said, in the past, they've actually done, like, costume contests, all-day trivia... All sorts of stuff, and from what I can tell, this year it doesn't look like they're doing any of that. So that kind of makes me sad. But you know, different different stores will do different things. So it, it's just kind of a fun thing. And if you bounce around to different stores, you know, there's always going to be something fun going on. Like I said, you see some people in a costume and get your picture with them. It's fun. All right, <laughs> folks, that's this stretch. Uh, be like Plastic Man, stretch your arms out and go to as many different places as you can. See what different kinds of comics you can get. See if you can do any promotions or find any good deals whatsoever out there, huh? It's always a always a fun time for people who are into comic books around this time of year. So. And speaking of fun time, remember Paddington on DVD and Blu-ray today. <laughs>
Was Paddington a comic at no, all? Like, I don't think I don't so. Know. Children's book. <clears throat> like, I thought maybe it might have been like one of like a comic strip or something. You know? I mean, like, it could have been a thing. I, I don't know. Who would win in a fight <clears throat> between Winnie the Pooh and Paddington? Oh, gosh. Probably Paddington Bear, I would say. Because mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh is, is like so docile. And he's always like looking around for a good smack roll of honey. Yeah, see, that's that's what I think would be Pooh's advantage, though, is he's so, like, fluffy and stuff. Like, he'd get slapped around and be like, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. But then, like, he'd finally get his threshold push and he'd reach his hand in the honey, honey pot and just, like, bash, you know, Paddington in the head with it. <laughs> so Winnie the Pooh finally just, like, snaps and goes nuts and just goes, completely yeah, rips Paddington bear into a pieces. feral bear and... Yeah, I don't really know anything about Paddington Bear, so I can't say. He's like the British Winnie the Pooh, you know, a little bit oh, healthier and a little more, a little more wanderlust. He looks like a hillbilly. Even like, though I think Winnie the Pooh was originally British, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. I don't know. But he he appealed to <laughs> Americans' tendency for, uh, you know, not moving a lot. <clears throat> oh, rabbit! See the Pooh Delicious. Oh, so delicious. <laughs> so delicious in this honey. Oh, suck your dick for a big smack what? roll of honey. I'm gonna go. You're tarnishing my childhood. <laughs> anyway, Superhero Day, brought to you by Paddington Bear on and, DVD and Blu-ray. And Marvel and DC and all those other minor companies that actually make comics. Yeah. Then, then I guess they probably had a hand. Well, a little bit of a hand. Marvel, owned by Disney, which also owns Winnie the Pooh. There you go. Hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm, I'll just go there and see, uh, what was it, freecomicbookday.com? Uh, something like that, I guess. Or maybe just fcbd.com. Oh, there oh, you go. Just set up the comics. Let's see what's coming the out. Comics. Honestly, there weren't really a lot that interested me this year. Bob's Burgers. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bongo Comics for Free for All. Looks like it's got some Simpsons stuff on the front. I don't even know what this is. Uh, Dark Circle. I don't know what that is. Oh, Fight Club. That looks mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this right here. Divergence. This is a, they got the new Batman right there. See, he's got a new uh, like oh, yeah, more the... Iron Man-like uh, outfit going the on The one right who looks here. like a rabbit. Yeah. So, wow. he does look like... He's not even Batman anymore. Wow, I hate that. I hate that suit. Yeah, it look. I mean, it reminds me of um, oh gosh, the Nightfall. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? The, where Azrael took over. <laughs> yeah, Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a, just a like a really uh, futuristic. It almost looks like a Metroid, like he's Samus like, from. Metroid. Yeah, he's like Samus and the Tick had a baby. <laughs> and Bucky except he's o- got Arthur's ear. <laughs> yeah, and then Bucky O'Hare got mixed in somewhere. And then you've got like Solar Man. I mean Superman. Yeah, Superman, whose new superpower that they revealed, he, he could can, like blow up. <laughs> yeah, but he loses his powers for t- like I just DC right now could probably send me. A package, like an all-inclusive package of like where I take a cruise through the Bahamas, go to some special resort, get a lovely massage, and then get like a statue of me put on the moon, and I would still like hate them. Mm-hmm. Like DC's just, they just can't figure it out. They don't know what they're doing these days. Let's see, Doctor Who. I like that. I'll probably get that if I can find it. Uh, looks like a Pokemon. Savage Dragon Legacy, Secret War, 
Transformers. Okay. SpongeBob, don't care about that. Transformers. And that's all the gold books, which I, I believe I believe the way they define those is like what are the you know, the bigger publishers versus the or two, the higher printed mm, ones or something, mm, I don't know. Uh two thousand A D special. Now they do uh, Judge, Judge Dredd, Dredd yep. don't they? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Judge Dredd. Uh, Avengers Free College Day. Avengers number one. And then Emily was gone, whatever that is. Got some sort of weird-looking troll thing on front. I don't know what the hell that is. Okay, looks like it might be a horror-based comic or something. Okay, Bodie Troll and Friends. Okay, cutesy, whatever. Captain Canuck, I can get behind that. Captain Canada, I like Canada. Uh, Defend Comics, whatever that is. Looks like we got some weird-looking Archie rejects over here. Yeah, I think as you keep getting further down here, you're starting to get into, like, less and less known stuff. Like, Avatar's yeah, Avatar, on there, but... uh, Wonderland, oh, that's the yeah. Grim Tales Wonderland, the one that's got all, like, the busty characters on the front, like... Yeah. You know, Cleopatra in space. Okay. <laughs> because comics! Gronk, whatever that is, looks like, a. Uh, like a blonde frog slime monster thing. AKA my ex girlfriend. Hatter. And <laughs> Love of Wonder. Whatever that is. Hip hop family tree. Okay, who would, the hell wants that? Uh, Ice Bayou Blackout. Don't know that. Oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Yu Gi Oh! Okay. Uh, Strike Force 5. Looks like a bunch of dinosaurs. Oh, Jurassic Strike Force 5. Yeah, okay, I didn't see the whole thing. Uh, Kodansha comic sampler, so it's gonna have some Attack on Titan stuff. Lady Justice. Who, let's see, hot chick, giant breasts, yep, guns, and a blindfold, because, of course, Justice is blind. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about Daredevil. Have you finished Daredevil yet? Yes. <clears throat> well, I mean... I don't know if we want to, you know, risk spoiling anything, but holy cow, that's a good show. I mean, just holy oh, yeah, it was. cow. Uh, uh, oh gosh, it's such a spoiler to, to say it. I don't. I want to well, talk should, about it. But, should we? Should we? Should we say? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll give spoiler warnings here. Uh, give it five minutes. Yeah, we'll, give let's, or take. Yeah. We'll know? say. Uh, yeah, jump ahead five minutes after you hear us mm-hmm. make a the beep sound in a couple seconds. Jump ahead five minutes. And we will no longer be talking about Daredevil. Let's pull up. That was our beep. 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 Okay, now we're talking about spoiler territory Daredevil. So you might want to pull up the thing to make sure we talk for five minutes. Okay. Right there. That's 18.30. Okay, that'll be fine. So. Okay. 23.30. So... Ah, uh, the Daredevil. death of Ben Urich. Oh Where my did gosh! That come from? I know, like you know, that was the, and he's he, a mainstay. I mean, he's a staple in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that was the thing. Like when uh, when the Wesley was that uh, Leland Owsley? Wesley? No, Wes, no, Wesley was the assistant guy. Wesley, okay. Yeah, no, no, when no, he no. died, I was like, eh, okay, he's not really a character from the comics, so okay, he's dead, whatever. And then mm-hmm. you know, and I just kind of felt like, yeah, being. Being a comic book fan and knowing who who's popular or who's in the books and who's not, I was like, yeah, the rest of these guys are safe. And mm-hmm. then, like, all of a sudden, Ben Yurk was dead. Yeah. But, and, and which is a shame, because I really, really, really liked his character. Like, the way that guy was playing was really good. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, I, I, I liked it. You know, it was one of those things. It's like, 
from a storytelling perspective, I liked that they mm-hmm. killed him because it, 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 they did it well, but I, I just hate the fact of it. You know? Yeah, if you recall, uh, <clears throat> I think one of our better listened episodes, episode four, where we were talking about uh, about uh, whether race played a, a role in comic book characters, he proved that it doesn't matter at all. He's really good as Ben Yurik, who is not a black character. Right, well, that was cool. I you mean, know, it was really good. We're getting into the territory where we're going to end up having to apologize. I just wanted to say, that's all I wanted to say. Um, was just I mean, that he did really good. Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, all I'll say on that is, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, they he's not a black character in the comics, but, I mean, this guy played the part exceptionally well. I, I really, really... Better than Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, I, I really... Honestly, I'm not that familiar with the Daredevil comics, so, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really can't attest too much and to how Ben Yurik is in the comics. Ben Yurik's been in but, Spider-Man, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, so um, but, Responsible yeah, I, I, for... He was responsible, like, single-handedly... Oh, well, I don't want to say single-handedly, but he was highly influential in unmasking Wilson Fisk in the comic books as well as and, and, in the, and in the in the show. He also uh, figured out Daredevil's identity no, in the comics. Yeah. Very yeah. intuitive guy. So yeah, it's uh, you know again, it, it it worked really well in the story. Um, though I do hate, I hate what it means about the stories that can't happen now. You know, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, he yeah, I, I thought he did a really good job. I you know, I hated the fact that he killed he was killed off, but they did a good job doing it. And that last episode, just in general, you know, just <laughs> finally like <laughs> unveiling. Or being uh, revealed, or not, I won't say revealed, but being uh, christened Daredevil mm-hmm. by the media. Though, so, you know, one thing that, that I'll admit I was aggravated about is when they start hinting, they show the fabric that he has a suit made out of, mm-hmm. and it was yellow. Like, you know, when Wilson gets cut and you see, like, the fabric, and then even the, the, the guy in the costume shop or whatever, it was a yellow fabric. And I was like, oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Like, he's going to have, like, a prototype of a yellow costume. Because I love the yellow costume from the comics. It's so ridiculous and bad. I love it. It's, it's not very practical for sneaking around. But you not. will believe that a blind guy designed it. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh I man. Don't feel, I like to imagine that Daredevil like went to someone like that he trusts with his identity and said, I need you to make me a suit. It's like, I don't what, care what, what color is it? Red? Okay, that's good. I'll... I think I remember red. <laughs> so just yeah, like goes out and it's just shit brown as well. <laughs> so I, I really was sad that they kind of hinted slightly at the yellow costume, and then like again, like I didn't expect him to wear it or anything. But if he had even just the guy had even just had it like on a little mannequin or something, like well, I started working on this, but then I you know I finished it in this blah blah blah. Like just to have seen the yellow costume, I would have been so happy. Mm. But uh, you know. That's how it goes. Uh, oh well, uh, and they're working on season two. Yep, they've already announced season two. And actually, yeah. I was just—what's the next one? Jessica Jessica Jones, aka AKA Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones, is the next uh, show in the Defenders. Is this what's uh, it is? Then it'll be Luke Cage, Luke Cage. Iron Fist, yeah. and then the Defenders. Which I'm really looking forward to Iron Fist, uh, which is our like time. Uh, we got a couple seconds left. Okay. Twenty-three minutes and thirty seconds. So. Oh, okay. Uh, um. But yeah, so Daredevil, it's uh, remaining spoilers. Um, uh, yeah, owl, uh, the owl getting killed. That was surprisingly. Well, he, surprising. didn't, he didn't really become an owl, owl but... which I thought was kind of, that sucked, but I mean, who knows. Yeah. Uh, right. Also, Stick was kind of a dick. <laughs> Dude, Stick was a dick, but you know, hey. All, All right. right. Oh, well. Well, okay, we'll leave the spoiler territory now. We've 
talk about anything non-substantial uh, while okay, people... Okay, uh, at, the, at the beep, spoilers are over. Beep. Boop. So beep. I just found a thing. I was just scrolling. Um, I don't know how true this is, but it actually looks like there's a rumor, a legitimate rumor of a uh, Punisher series being developed by uh, Netflix, which would be awesome. Yeah, if they can do that. I was going to, this is going like general Daredevil talk, like, how about those fight scenes and how just brutal, very, real brutal, real violent. Brutal, and, uh, like, yeah. Remember uh, the the uh, the guy, and it was near the beginning, I think it was third or fourth episode, the guy who killed the gangsters in the bowling alley, mm-hmm. like, after their fight was over and he made him, and he revealed that Wilson Fisk was the bad, mm-hmm. was the main guy behind all the stuff, and then he just, like, threw his head into a spike and just killed himself. Like I was like, wow. Really getting kind of... They're really getting brutal with these. Yeah, and the, just, oh, the, the fight scene where he was rescuing the little boy yeah. at the beginning, that was all just one end of, continuous end of shot. Season, or end of episode two. How yeah, I love that, how that was all one continuous well, shot. Well, I, 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 you know... It, it Okay, it was, it was edited that way. I'm not convinced that it was legitimately... I think the filmmakers have, have tried to act like it was all one take. I, I doubt that. But, I mean, it definitely looked, I mean, they edited it in such a way that it looked it. And, yeah, whatever the case. And that was the thing. That's what I love about the show is that, you know, in the Avengers, all those movies, you see Captain America get thrown around and people knocked in the walls and stuff and nothing happens. They just get up and walk away. And, I mean, they're super powered for the most part, so, okay, sure. But with Daredevil, I mean, that, that fight is amazing where he's, like, punching people and then he just, like, leans against the wall and just catches his breath, you know, and then... <laughs> Some other dude, and he just kind of lunges at him, and I mean, it it felt like a real guy going in there. It's and very, trying all it's this. very Batman Year One like, in my opinion. Yeah. Just uh, still trying to get his, still still getting his feet wet in the whole superhero business, and he's not quite as skilled as he'll become mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. So. Uh, let me see what this. Uh, fresh off the success of Daredevil, uh, Marvel and Netflix have started to design Phase Two of their Netflix shows. Uh, they also tell us that one of their focuses will be on Frank Castle as the Punisher. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't know how trustworthy of a source this is, but that, I'm definitely intrigued by a Punisher show because that was a thing. Like the the two the two movies, I, mean, t- I guess you could say three, um, but the two recent, more recent movies, they both just kind of really missed the mark. And and to me, the problem was that in both movies they had the Punisher going up against real guys. I mean, you know, non-superpowered mm-hmm. individuals. And, I mean, and, and that's not unlike the Punisher comics, but the thing is, in the comics, Punisher was pretty unique in terms of being a vigilante revenge story, right? I mean, you know, there, there's other plenty of other revenge stories, but none told like the Punisher at first. Uh, the problem is, though, with movies, is there's tons of revenge. Kill Bill... Uh, you know, I don't, I, there's one Jodie Foster, one with Kevin Bacon that I come to mind. There's tons of revenge, bloody revenge movies, right? Um, and so the Punisher really just didn't stand out, right? The, uh, they just had him like, oh, he's just a guy getting revenge. Yeah, he never, since he, since he killed everybody, he's not going to have any really, very many recurring villains. What I thought, what I thought they should do. For a Punisher movie, and maybe they'll do this for the show, even though I think in the Netflix format that they won't need to. Um, what I always said, though, for a movie was make him <clears throat> make him go up against a supervillain. Pick 
pick some obscure supervillain like Purple Man or somebody that you know that nobody really cares about. Who, of course, being Jessica. Yeah, Jones. but this was you know I had this idea before. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, uh, you know, pick some supervillain that's in the comics but isn't going to be in one of the movies, but has legitimate powers, and have have Frank Castle going up against that guy because then you've got a normal guy trying mm-hmm. to kill somebody with superpowers, right? Make it, you know, they could be a gang boss or whatever. It could still be the the basic type of villain that Punisher goes after. But that would be kind of a unique twist that mm. Punisher, a Punisher movie would have that, you know, other re- revenge movies don't have, is that you've, you've got the story of a normal guy taking on something far bigger than him with the only, only power he has being, you know, his thirst for vengeance, right? <clears throat> so, so, which, I mean, again, like, it, I'm sure Netflix, if they do it, whatever way they do, it'll probably be all right. But I, I always thought that that would make a really intriguing... Uh, Hmm. Uh, Punisher movie. <sighs> See what else? Maybe they should. Maybe they hmm. should just. They should take Spider Man instead of making more Spider Man movies. Maybe they should just make a, a TV show out of that. Uh, that would be awesome. I think a Spider Man TV show would be great. <clears throat> I would like to see an Inhuman. I mean, I know they're going to make an in here making an Inhumans movie, right? Yep. They are. Yep. I would like to. Well, just they're all. All of any of these would make any. Any movie, any uh, superhero out now, out right now from Marvel that currently is all movie, I think, could make a pretty easy transition to television shows. Mm-hmm. A Captain America TV show. Yeah, the problem is you just start getting into the budget issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and of course with Inhumans, they've kind of started building up to that on, uh, well, they've more than kind of started. I mean, they just flat out have built up to it in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that that's kind of neat. I, 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 you know, I've watched that show from the beginning, and I never really cared all that much for it. I still am not totally in love with it, but I find it really interesting that here, however many years in advance, they've already started setting up for Inhumans. You know, you would have figured, oh, save it for the, excuse me, save it for the movie. But uh, but no, they're they're setting up, setting it up on the show. Though they're also talking about a spinoff Shield show. You heard anything about this? I haven't heard anything about this. Which I mean, if you haven't seen the show, I mean, I I think I see what <sighs> I barely watched Shield. I know I, there's a whole lot for me to catch up yeah, with if I decide to start really like binge great. watching that show. I mean, I, I'd like to watch it just for uh, because I know all of it ties together. Marvel's done a really mm-hmm. really good job of tying their cinematic universe with their TV universe mm-hmm. together. Yeah, I. It's okay. I feel like it could be better. I thought uh, Agent Carter was way better. I haven't, watched, I haven't seen anything. I really, Agent really liked Agent Carter. Uh, that I thought wasn't it was, a Netflix only show, was no, it? No, it was okay. ABC. No, 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 okay. It was. They kind of did it in the uh, season mid-season break of Agents of Shield. But yeah, I thought it was really good. I, it was just a little more interesting because it was that lower budget, but they had the like period piece, you know, with it being the 1940s and everything, and oh, I, I thought it was pretty, it was really well done. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a, a Nick Fury, uh, I'm, now, I, I'm not a Nick Fury fan, because I hate S.H.I.E.L.D., like, just as a matter of principle for me, I've always disliked S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. as an organization, you know, a quote-unquote peacekeeping organization, mm. 
whatever. And <clears throat> Shield. I, I can't stand Shield, but I think uh, like a Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos would make a really good show too. I can see like that. a good like a good sort of like army show, mm-hmm. like a like a new sort of like Band of Brothers or something. Hail's like Navy. Oh. Yeah, well. <laughs> Somewhere between, <laughs> somewhere between Mash and uh, and uh, well, I was gonna say between Hogan's Heroes and uh, and Band of Brothers, but uh, you're kind of getting a little closer to Mash because Mash had some sentiment to it. Yeah. Basically, the A team. Oh yeah, let's do the A team. Yeah. Uh, let's see what what else. Uh, Batman Superman trailer dropped. Uh, it wasn't much movie. of anything, if you uh, ask me. Yeah, I, I hope the people who go see it enjoy it. But I... Unless there's something that just absolutely sells it to me, I'm just... I just... I'm not interested in it. It doesn't... Mm. It doesn't look enjoyable to me. I mean, people... There's lots of people I talk to in my circles about you know, like, ah, well, you're just... You're just talking about the movie before you even see it. You haven't even seen it yet. You're judging the book by its cover. And I'm like, well, no. I mean, if, it, if the trailer is supposed to make me interested in seeing a movie then that that just didn't do it it doesn't mm-hmm. I, to me it just does not entice me as a film yeah, it's like uh with uh, this might be a bad analogy you go to a grocery store and you you see two pieces of meat that you really like and one of them might not be quite as red as the other one clearly you're gonna go with the one that looks good yeah that's the thing like i always hate when people say the whole like don't judge a book branch cover thing because I mean, I absolutely can't like, judge. <laughs> like that's, I mean, that's kind of the point of the covers to help sell it. Um. So I mean, like, and that's why they have that little thing on the back that describes what it's about on the cover. So yeah, Man of Steel. I just think it, it or Batman. I'm just gonna call it a Batman movie because it, it it looks like Batman v Superman. Uh, I liked what the Honest Trailers uh, uh, YouTube called it. They uh. Batman featuring Superman rush to the Justice League. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. I just, I, it just doesn't look good. I just think it, it looks sad and scary. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a huge Superman fan, and that's just not that's that that'd be like making a movie. To me, it's like making a movie and be like, hey, we're gonna make a movie about your mom, but instead of her being a nice sweet lady who makes you cookies and makes you sandwiches, we're gonna make her a a rogue <laughs> Russian spy. Who what's that one? With the, the one movie about the what's that one really that that movie where uh, it's like a she's like an actress and she's like a really horrible mom. She like whips her daughter with a coat hanger or something like that. I think Mommy thinking, dearest. Uh, I was gonna say, well, yeah, I was gonna say I think you're thinking of the actual true story of uh, um, Joan Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But there was a there was a movie made about her. Yeah. I think it was called Mommy Dear. Yeah, so. I think there was, it was based on a book oh, okay. that, about, about yeah about yeah. her. Yeah. So yeah, that um, yeah. Point being, I just I just don't like it. Fantastic Four trailer also dropped this past week. Another one? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've seen. I mean, it. it's basically more of the same. Oh yet, well. I mean. It looks like, that actually looks like a good sci-fi movie. It just doesn't look like a good Fantastic Four movie. You know, it's just like, well, you're kind of forgetting that Fantastic Four are a fun, lighthearted fan. It's a book about at, a family. At the right? rate, at the rate that things are going, the Fantastic Four are going to die. I just they're just going to be dead in the water, I both mean, comic wise and movie wise. You know, the truth is, like, you know, everybody was so excited when Marvel got uh, got the rights to do the Spider-Man movie, and I mean that's cool. But I would have much, much, much rather they got Fantastic Four back. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, 
Spider-Man has some enjoyable films already. I mean, think what you will about the Andrew Garfield ones or whatever, but Spider-Man's had a pretty impressive career. But, I mean, Fantastic Four's just really not had... They had a crappy cartoon. They've had three crappy movies. They've had... Like, there's just... And with a fourth one on the way. <laughs> yeah, with a fourth crappy movie on the way. I mean, they just... They've never, they've never really had their chance, and I and I love the Fantastic Four. I think I think the whole idea of them being a fa- well, okay, no, I'll take it back. There is a really, really good Fantastic Four movie. Fanta- one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's called The Incredibles. Oh yeah, that is the best Fantastic Four movie. Actually, I really love that movie. I mean, well, yeah, that's probably and, one of my favorite Pixar movies. I mean that that was a Fantastic Four movie. If you think of it, I mean, just the whole idea of the family that, you know, whatever, like that, that's what a Fantastic Four movie needs to be. It needs to be like a, not a family drama, but like a family, like drama comedy that that talks about the issues that families have, but they're superheroes, you know. I think I I love that movie and it would, if they just replaced everything with Fantastic Four, that would have been perfect. But, you know, maybe someday. Okay, so let's move on a little bit here. Um, but it's Superhero Day. Well, I'm moving along to a new uh, part, which is related to Superhero Day. Hold on, let me pull out my lightsaber. <laughs> oh, gosh, not that lightsaber, no. Why Chewy. is it green? <laughs> Chewy, we're going to we're gonna go watch Avengers. We're, we're we need a bigger boat. Wait, what? This is my impression of... Harrison Ford, brought to you by Paddington on Blu-ray and DVD today. Uh, here's a, a quick little lesson on how to do a good Harrison Ford impression. First, you talk like this. You just talk like a distinguished kind of older guy, but then you give him a bit too much alcohol. Chewy, we're home. I thought they smelled bad. Oh, yeah, son. Bobby? <laughs> Weird out Yankovic's blues. Anyway, so yeah, uh, you man, you you were man, saying penitent, penitent, about lightsabers. Paddington man, yeah. <laughs> brought to you by Paddington. Paddington bear. Anyways, you were saying lightsaber. Uh, what what um, could you possibly be leading into? Uh, you remember <clears throat> our fifth episode when we talked about some of our favorite albums and we went through each of them, five about five of our favorite albums. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe we could do the same thing, but with superheroes this time. In on just honor our favorite superheroes and which ones we like the best out of all of the ones that we know about. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the new Star Wars trailer. No, we're not talking about Star Wars. Well, anyway, Star Wars trailer is awesome. That's all I have to say. Right I, I like Star, I like Star Wars, but... Anyways, uh, I'm probably the only person in the world that doesn't get like super excited over that trailer. I mean, it was cool, but I didn't like weep or nothing like Matthew McConaughey or anything. <laughs> I cried. I won't even lie. I got misty-eyed. Chewy. <laughs> Chewy. We're home. Uh, anyways, uh, top... Gosh, I'm not prepared for this. Um, but you can... But you you know... You, I mean, you, 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 you got a good idea about who you like. Right, right, right. The most. Okay, so uh, you go first while I think about it. Um, okay, well, number one favorite superhero of all time. We're doing, be... we doing number one. Let's, let's start or... with... Let's start with... Countdown. That's countdown. I still start with five. Uh, number five for me would be uh, okay. So my first one I'm going to start out with is uh, Blade. I really like Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampire Hunter. Uh, I've always had a, like a sort of interest in those. I guess monster hunters in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my old favorite movies. I think ever was uh, the Monster Squad back from 1980s. And, of course, I loved all the Castlevania games. And then when I found 
Blade, I thought, now this guy's really cool. He's a vampire who can walk around during the daytime. He's got yeah, these he awesome, he's just like this sort of awesome vampire hunting samurai kind of guy with his sword and all of his little yeah, uh, movies, little gadgets and everything. The and movies were okay. I, they weren't great, but they were good enough. One and two were pretty good. I really mm-hmm. liked. I really liked number two a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was really good. And number I mean, three was eh. one. One was good for what it was. I mean, considering it was like the first of the new comic book based movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they were they were good. And even yeah, three was pretty bad, but there there was just some kind of something appealing about just the Blade character. I I agree. He he is a cool character. Uh, yeah, uh, I like Blade a whole lot. I'm just. He's fought some really... I mean, he's fought Dracula, for crying out loud, mm-hmm. who's a Marvel villain in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a DC Dracula version of Dracula, too, isn't there? I, I would say so. I there's there's so. always... I believe so. I believe, I believe there's all one thing. But, uh, yeah, um, Morbius, he's fought with Morbius a couple times. Morbius is not an actual vampire, per se, but... Uh, the living vampire. He's an interesting character, too, I think, Morbius is. Mm-hmm. Not one that I see a whole lot, really. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my number five. Uh, cool weaponry, cool powers. Uh, Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. I don't know. Well, I woke up Sunday morning. No way to Got you some vampire hunting equipment there, Blade. I'm going to up these sore for you to slice up all them night terrors. I was one of the highwaymen. I don't really really know how he sounds. (laughs) Yeah, we both did very bad. Just horrible, horrible Chris Christopherson impressions. Chris Christopherson, if you're listening, we deeply apologize. It's it's, it's actually, I think if I think about Chris Christopherson, it sounds a little bit more like this. He's got the sort of that... I think you're thinking of James Cagney. James Cagney. No, I'm not putting in any kind of like... You go on out there, Blade. You're going to get you. He sounds. Now, that was, that was, that sounds was better. He yes. almost sounds like George Bush in a way sometimes, I think. Yeah, Southern, Southern folks. Anyway, so that was, okay, number Blade, five. Blade, number five. How about you, number five? Uh, number five, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Captain America, okay. number five. Um, I've really only recently, I mean, with the movies, become a Captain America fan, um, but I'm very intrigued by his character. I like him for many of the same reasons that I like Superman. And as far as the movies go, because that's really the only thing I have to judge him by right now, is, uh, like, really the Captain America movies have kind of been the... They've been the Superman movies that I want. You know, so I, I've really gained a lot of respect for Captain America because the I really like the 1940s, you know, just aesthetically. Uh, and I, I like that he brings a lot of that, you know, like, old... You know, the good old old school Boy Scout kind of mentality that he he's very idealistic. Um, and, the and old, it's, uh, he's Marvel's ultimate Boy Scout. Yeah, and that's the thing. I like that. I, I like that he he's kind of a, a a thoroughly good guy in a in a world gone to pot. And 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 I like that. He I guess I like him in the same way that I, you know I like you know adages from my my grandparents. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just kind of the that that nostalgic Americana kind of feel. And I like that. It, it, he reminds me of a simpler time, and I, and I understand his notion of, especially as I get older, his idea of, I guess in a way, trying to bring bring that back. You know what I mean? I love how the fact that Captain America, among one of the most uh, iconic, and, he, and physically he's very imposing, he's one of the strongest characters around, like not just physically, but like he's got 
strength of heart, strength mm-hmm. of will, all these other things. And he could totally be a Green Lantern. Well, he could, or a Nova Corps member. He could, he's lifted me over. Yeah, oh, a little bit. Oh, did you see the little yeah. thing of uh, Captain America where it was a little... I don't want to call it a, even a blooper or anything, but it was. I think it's a little scene from the movie. Yeah, where they're all sitting that. around trying to move yeah, Thor's to, hammer. Yeah, I've tried to avoid clips. Or, I, I did see that. It, it was, it's just a funny little thing. Yeah. it's like the shawarma clip or yeah. you know, something like that. But yeah, and and they all can't do it, and then Captain America like manages to budge it just a little bit, and the look on Thor's face as it budges uh, just yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like he's getting starting to sweat a little bit yeah. there. And then he couldn't do it, and he's like, "Oh, oh, thank you." Mm-hmm. Uh, but he went. He went from See, being one people. of the weakest people, mm-hmm. like around a sickly, small, thin, barely any muscles whatsoever, and he's like one of the ultimate success stories. I mm-hmm. think he's like Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was sickly and asthmatic, and his dad was like, "Well, you need to start boxing, boy." Yeah, she. And he started doing that, and he. Came a guy who rides mooses and Eddie, get out there and start boxing with those vampires. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my Captain number five. America, Captain number five. Well, I actually had a thought maybe he might be a little bit higher up on your list. Yeah, the, my my list of five is kind of it's flexible. Uh, number four, uh, Doctor Strange for me. Mm-hmm. I love Doctor Strange because I love anything that's fantasy magic related. Uh, there are all kinds of other things. I, I find him to be a little bit more tolerable than Doctor Fate, who just kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Doctor Strange started out as this very uh, self-centered... Uh, know-it-all kind of uh, super surgeon, lost the ability in his hands, and then learned magic. I think I like those kinds of guys that can kind of pull themselves back up mm-hmm. from a really dark point in their lives to become uh, powerful heroes. And, uh, uh, of course, all the magic. And he's, he's... Doctor Strange has some of my favorite enemies that he fights, uh, like Dormammu, Dormammu and... Um, Shuma Gorath, who no, most people know Shuma Gorath from the Marvel vs. Capcom two. I think he's just a gigantic sort of HP Lovecraft looking kind of monster, mm-hmm. a gigantic green looking eye with tentacles all over the place. But he's actually very powerful. Mm-hmm. But not very many people know about Shuma Gorath, and of course there's Mephisto, mm-hmm. who's more of a Ghost Rider enemy really than, mm-hmm. than a Doctor Strange. But I'm sure, but the two have clashed. Oh, I'm yeah. sure plenty of times before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baron Mordo, yeah. sort of thing. and of course he's got his little Asian man servant Wong. No, I have a sneaking around. suspicion will not be in the new movie, <laughs> or or they'll substantially rewrite his character. Yeah. Uh, which man, I'm, I mean, I hope not. I know I know relatively little about Doctor Strange, but I'm very very excited about Benedict Cumberbatch. Are the hoary hosts of Haroth, John? Like, like okay, I, I get can't uh, get Martin Freeman to be I, Wong. <laughs> yeah, I forget if you and I have discussed this, but okay. uh... In, in the comics, Doctor Strange is from, like, somewhere in the Midwest, I think. Um, but, so, he, he's an American. Yeah. But Benedict Cumberbatch is playing him. Should he keep his accent, or should he go for an American accent? I think he should go for the American really? accent. Really? I do. I think so. I, I, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch has such a distinct voice. I mean, I have no doubts that he has the acting ability to pull off a good American accent. There are a lot accent, of superheroes but, who are American superheroes who are played by English yeah. But, English or, or Australian, as yeah. we've seen with Thor. To me, though, having uh, 
Like, I think a, a Doctor Strange seems like the kind of character who would have a British accent, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think mean, he would I work. I guess it kind of lends Captain it. America with a British accent wouldn't work. work Spider-Man British accent wouldn't work. But Doctor <laughs> Strange... Oh, like Green Gobby. Hey, I right, you come over here in the morning over there. Yeah, you Flip, good. flip, mate. All right, buddy. Good thing you're not down there in Hell's Kitchen. All right, your devil will get you. Your daredevil. All right. <laughs> Throw my boomer on. Suddenly, I, turn, I went from Cockney to Australia, Mike. Let's see if I can bring this around. Yeah, I was doing Australian too. Yeah, I don't know where. But point being, I think I think Doctor Strange would work as as a British character. I, and you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> was that Marvel sixteen something? Oh yeah, uh, sixteen. <laughs> sixteen, I say 16. 16, 16 is that what it is? I, I really can't remember. I can't. No, remember. I'm thinking of six one six is the Marvel universe. It's sixteen forty seven. Forty two. Forty two. Yeah, I think that maybe that was. Okay. Anyway, they picked yeah. a weird number. <laughs> yeah, that that was an interesting series. I won't go so far as to say it was good, but it was interesting. <laughs> All right, mate, come over here. Drive us if you would please. Sure thing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, Doctor Strange. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I'm really, really excited about that movie. I hope. My hope is that they make. I want it to be trippy, though. I don't want them mm-hmm. to try to ground the magic and make it like, oh, you know, like like Asgard in Thor movies was mm-hmm. not magical. It seemed enough. almost te- like the magic was yeah. technology. I didn't based. like that. I want, I want like, holy cow, this is the weirdest thing I've ever. Seen. I want like, you know, Zardoz level trippy. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting to see him, like, going up against uh, Loki in a future Avengers movie? That would be neat. Like going toe to toe on a magic level. With Literally, Loki. they have a toe fight. Yep. <laughs> oh, we were both in Warhorse. Shall we play a rousing game of footsie? <laughs> oh. oh, my magic abilities. Number four for you. Uh, number four for me. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Ozymandias from Watchmen. Mm, okay. Um, this is a... Not really a hero, but I mean, Semi well, is a superhero. Well, okay, hero. spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read Watchmen. I'm, I don't want to, like, jump ahead a couple minutes, maybe. Uh, Controversial pick. Because, uh, well, Jamie's already kind of spoiling it. Nah. Thanks, Jamie. You're welcome. Um, but, okay, if you've never seen a Red Watchmen, you might want to jump ahead a couple minutes, because it's a pretty good, pretty good twist. Um, anyway, so, spoiler, beep. Uh, Ozymandias, um... That and what Jamie said was spot on. Is the debate of whether he's a hero or a villain, and I and I like, I like that because in my head I see him as a hero. Um, in the end of Watchmen, he turns out he's had this big secret plan where he's killed numerous people and has built this gigantic uh, ruse to basically make convince the Earth that aliens are attacking or Doctor Manhattan in the case of the movie. And which unites the the world, which was on the brink of you know total nuclear destruction of apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's what I liked about him. I mean, he he was a very morally conflicted character. Um, he felt, I mean, the whole point was that he felt real. Um, <clears throat> but he he made if if you really try to look at it from his eyes, from his perspective, he made. A devastating choice because at no point does he gloat about it. You know, I mean, he even mm. says like, "I'm going to feel every death." Like he acknowledges that what he did was absolutely terrible, but he sees he sees it as you know for the greater good. Um, and it's debatable whether he was right or wrong. And the book even raises that point: like, is this right? Is it wrong? Um, tough choices. So and yeah, it was a tough choice. And that's the thing. In, in real life, there is no right and wrong. There is not 
a, there's not some superhero who just automatically knows, oh, this is always going to be a right decision. There's moral conflicts. And I feel like I liked that Ozymandias was a character who, who, who didn't back down from that notion. Like, he looked at two, he had this idea. He was like, well, I can either do this or I cannot. Neither results in bad, so which is the lesser evil? And he picked one, and it was a hard decision. It, it was kind of like the end of The Dark Knight, you know, where they talk about he he's the hero that Gotham needs, not the one it deserves, or, or what, whatever the phrase is. Basically, like, doing doing what's right versus doing what people want you to do. Mm-hmm. Doing what is seen as right. And I, and I like that. So Ozymane, and plus I like his, he's, he's a cool just character in general. I, I admire his, his fashion sense. I'm a, a guy who likes to wear a lot of purple, so does Ozymane, <laughs> so I can admire that. Purple and gold. Uh, look on his works, ye mighty in despair. Why am I this king of kings? All right. Your number three. Uh, my number three, Swamp Thing. Oh, good choice. Also Alan Moore. Um, I like Swamp Thing a whole lot. Uh, Swamp Thing is one of those... was one of those characters that's just... He's an incredibly sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Um, scientists... Uh, who's gosh? I can't think of his his human name. Uh, shoot. shoot, not Jason Woodrow. That's no, uh, that's the Floronic yeah. Man who he who Swamp Thing has <laughs> fought multiple times. But um, yeah, I forget his name. But darn. but the thing is, in the Alan Moore comics, turns out that spoiler boop, kind of he's not really that guy. Alec he, Holland. Al- Alex Hall. Alex Holland, Holland, Holland is his name. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, it turns out, yeah. Yeah, he, that, you think that, that most people, or even he himself thinks that he is just a mutated version, like he fell into, you know, the, the, the swamp and uh, combined with all these chemicals or whatever, and uh, and that he was turned into Swamp Thing, but it was really, Alec Holding is, Holden is dead. Holland. He, Holland. I think. Holland? Alec Alec Holland? Alec, yeah, Alec, Alec Holland. Alec Holland. Yeah, but the man known as Alec Holland is truly dead. Yeah. And that is really just a, almost like a psychic imprint, I would well, say. Well, it was like, because uh, I, I actually just very recently read the Swamp Thing story. Like, he, um, it was like plant material that was mutated that, like, absorbed his thoughts, like, basically absorbed his brain, mm-hmm. and, like... So, so the Swamp Thing really is, like, all, almost like a backup, a personality yeah, backup. Yeah, in a way. He was kind of like, yeah... He's got I, certain memories and personality traits and that... Then, and I love, like... Alec Holland. Yeah, and I love in the, in the book where, like, there's this whole uh, autopsy done on him, and, like... He's got he's got organs, but they're all just like basically plants, just trying to replicate organs. But really, he doesn't need any of them. He's just like a living plant. He's just a plant a that walks around. Monster trying to become a man. Yeah, yeah. I, that Alan Alan Moore is a crazy deep writer, and I yeah, he did a very and good Swamp job. Swamp Thing on was in Swamp probably Thing. one of actually one of one of the what I think is one of the coolest Batman stories ever, mm-hmm. which was Batman. Um, Alex Holden's Holland. Holland. God. Remember Holland Oats. Holland Oats. <laughs> Holland Oats and Oats are a plant. Okay. Alec Holland. Oats. Holland Oats. <laughs> She's a man eater. What she goes. So Alec Holland's uh, wife, uh, Abby Arcane. I do remember that name. His wife, and it was his wife. Yeah. And there were. Um, she had been hurt. She got hurt by the people. 
But like some city folk or something oh, like that. I think it was from, Goth- from Gotham, I think it was from Gotham. Or it might have been from Metropolis. No, it was definitely Gotham. But uh, they had opposed, they were like like very, very morally opposed to her procreating or, you know, consummating the marriage with, with Swamp Thing. And so she was attacked and he um, was taken back to Gotham City, I think basically to stand trial. And um, Swamp Thing goes to Gotham City and ends up getting into a fight with Batman and Superman. And he, Swamp Thing is, uh, Swamp Thing is the one of the most powerful users of the DC force known as the Green. Like he could, he could choke Gotham City down to a gigantic. He could turn it into a jungle if he wanted to. He's really that powerful. So like Poison Ivy and Jason Woodruff got nothing on Swamp Thing mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to control plants, but. Uh, Swamp Thing uh, is in battle with Batman, and it's not looking good for him. And eventually, Batman's able to talk him down, and Swamp Thing leaves Gotham with a threat that you know, if you ever try to take what's take some you know one spare someone who's special for me again, or you ever try to attack me or do anything to the the, the swamps, then I'll come back and I'll destroy every one of you. So Swamp Thing is—he's—he's he's not above uh, a little violence when it comes down to it. He's uh, a little violence, as violent in violence, uh, some violent violence. I think that well, that's a really good, and I believe that's an Alan Moore story too. Mm. Well, uh, there's oh. also a uh, yeah, there's also a Swamp Thing where he encounters Superman. I, mm-hmm. I, it's been a while since I read it, but Superman like gets some kind of like some kind of plant like overtakes his body and gives him like this weird virus, mm-hmm. and he's like freaking out and you know, takes Swamp Thing to. Swamp Thing. Now he's. This is not one. He's not in my list of favorites, but I love his powers. He's got some. He's probably got my favorite powers. He's teamed up with Animal Man, mm-hmm. and uh, that one was a really interesting. That was a real freaky. Uh, yeah. Uh, storyline. Animal where him Man and is Animal surprisingly tricky. You think like, oh, Animal Man is sort of a man who has animal powers. That's going to be lighthearted fun for the whole family. But yeah, Animal Man is surprisingly really weird. It's very. It's very trippy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's got some. He's got a weird assortment of powers. What he can do, but I think Animal Man's pretty awesome too. Mm-hmm. Those two make a really cool uh, flora fauna type uh, mm-hmm. tag team. They were going up against the Rot. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, not Yakuza. I'm not talking about the Japanese mafia. Yeah, because uh, uh, Animal Man is in tune with the Red, which the is the Red. Yep. And and I'm not referring to the Chevelle song. Those of you out there who love Chevelle, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like remember we hadn't given a shout out to Harold yet. So. Yeah, he was complaining about that when he came in. He's like, I haven't gotten a shout out on the sh- on the show and for like ever. Building up to my third, my number three, Harold Burnett, my favorite superhero. Harold, my buddy, Harold, my pal, come on down, we'll hang for a while. Harold, I love you. Sit on my lap, curl up with me, and we'll take a nap. Give me a hug and give me a high five. Come down the summer and we'll go for a drive down to the canyon. Where the flowers grow down to the canyon. Sorry, 
a sad song now. <laughs> Should I trip you up? I have no idea what. Anyways, my number three, uh, The Sandman. And I'm not referring to the Neil the Gaiman. Ne- I'm referring to Wesley Dodds, the original Sandman, uh, who in the 19... Uh, I'm not... Okay, I'm not entirely sure of the history of the Sandman. I believe he got... He originated very early on, maybe even as early as the 1930s. Um... Um, by some not even really considered a superhero though Mm. i mean at the time but kind of by more modern you know standards i guess he is uh anyways his books uh you know i was saying with captain america i really like the aesthetics of like the 30s and 40s um and his character he plays he's basically a uh a a slightly overweight kind of pudgy just every man who undertakes kind of investigative roles uh uh, trying to figure out crimes in the city, kind of, kind of that aspect of Batman, you know, the the detective mm-hmm. work stuff. He's a really good detective, um, and he dons a World War, you know, I guess one era, probably, you know, that era gas mask, and he, I guess, he's a good scientist too. And he also has, he's got a gun that shoots out a mist of this like sleepy, sleep inducing cloud. Well, sounds like a Green Hornet. <laughs> Get that little gun. Yeah, kinda. Um, but gun, but gun, you know, nerf <laughs> or uh, squirt gun, super super. Uh, but anyway, so like you know, he'll be investigating something. And somebody will come up and he'll shoot him with this like gas canister, and it knocks him out. And his and his you know signature is he has a pocket full of sand, and he always leaves like a, a pile of sand next to him. It's kind of his calling card in a way. I wonder if he like, has to like like calculate how much sand he's gonna need. Like, hmm, might be a might be a slow night. I think I'm only need, gonna need like uh, one pocket of sand. Well, I gotta take out the whole darn police station, so I better get this... Think he goes down to like the beach to collect sand all the time? Better get this little plastic turtle that's filled with sand that every kid in the 90s had. (laughs) He just takes a big plastic bucket down to the (laughs) beach and he's just like, there's that weird guy again collecting sand. Weird fat dude in a trench coat collecting sand. Hey, dude, that's, that's the Lord's sand. <laughs> just running, just just trying to like sneak away from the beach with like buckets full yeah. of sand, uh, so he can take back to his secret lair. Yeah, but uh, you anyway, know, so the the books, uh, like the more, um, I'm not sure when. I think it was like the early '90s, maybe the late '80s, that they first uh, started doing the Sandman Noir, uh, Sandman Noir Theater. Mm-hmm. No, Sandman Noir something. No, Sandman, Sandman Mystery Theater. Sandman Mystery Theater. It's, it's been a while since I've read it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sandman Mystery Theater, um, which was like, uh, I don't know, it was a very kind of atmospheric, noirish kind of artwork. And uh, and, and again, the, the character himself is pretty old, but it's these more recent translations of him that I, I really like. And, and he's, not a, he's not a hugely popular character. I, I don't know a lot of people who are familiar with him, but I think it's just very interesting. He, he, I mean, he's, he's a pulp hero to the core. And, uh... Like Doc Savage. Or yeah, like I mean, just kind of... those kinds. Yeah, in that same vein as, like, uh, Rocketeer, which Rocketeer was not legitimately a pulp hero. He came later and was set, you know, back in time. But, um... Uh, but yeah, he's... I just think he's a really neat character, and I love... I really love... Everybody, I think, loves a good mystery story. And so the, the, the collected graphic novels, they're written by, uh, Matt Wagner. Um... They're just really good. They've just got this kind of creepy atmosphere, but also capturing like that, you know, uh, 1930s kind of era, which is just always, I think, kind of classic mm-hmm. to us 
Especially this Americans. We like to, you know. Definitely sound like someone I wanted to check out. Oh, I yeah. didn't know him. I only oh, yeah. know the Neil Gaiman Sandman. Neil Gaiman's came later. And and even though those books are good, I kind of hold them. Uh, I'm a little cross with them the fact that, you know, anytime I try to look up the Sandman mm-hmm. comics or whatever, that, that, you know, I have to dig through Neil Gaiman stuff, which, again, is good. I'm not, you know, it's just like, dang it, I'm, I wish they had different names. Mm-hmm. Um and there, there was actually a, a kind of an interesting crossover that Neil Gaiman wrote between them, um, taking place in in the Neil Gaiman Sandman books. There's this whole thing about how he gets captured in the that weird bubble thing. I forget what the whole story was, mm-hmm. but and he's kept at like that old man's mansion for decades upon decades, during which people don't dream or whatever. Um, and there was a Sandman uh, mystery theater tie-in where. Uh, Wesley Dodds goes to that guy's house and actually in, they like encounter each other. Hmm. It's kind of neat. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, so that that's my that's my number three is three. Wesley Dodds, The Sandman. Uh, number two, I've had to think about this one for a little bit and had tried to narrow it down to a couple and obviously I can't, there are a bunch of other really awesome superheroes that I love and I wish I could talk more about all the other ones that I really like. I wish I could have made it like maybe a ten but it's kind of a short notice sort of a thing that what we're doing. So uh, I'm going to have to go number two uh, with Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman is not my number two. And i got to tell you, I don't like Batman be- because he's Batman. I like Batman because, and this is what I'm saying, I like Batman for his rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, he's he got have- one of the most... I think he's got one of the more interesting and eclectic uh, collection of rows in his uh, erstwhile collection, I say, so to speak. And I think the, the, all those different enemies that he has to fight and uh, are what make him so interesting. Because you know he's got the the oh the I'm a poor rich child who's uh, my parents got killed and now I'm on a quest for vengeance. You know, which it's hard for me to buy. It's a little, it really is. I mean, I would probably not be as altruistic as Batman if I were on the same kind of a mission going across the world. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be in it. I would probably be Batman, but with more of a Punisher style. I would just, uh, if I don't, you, you're a horrible, horrible person, you deserve to die, kind of mm-hmm. a thing. I'm not that, uh, I'm not so uh, uh, bent on upholding my morals like Batman is. But Which is Batman. why it's good that Batman is Batman. Yeah, I suppose it is. He's uh, one of the he's the biggest voice of reason I think in the entire DC universe out there. Like of all the the superheroes that exist, I mean, even Superman's had moments where he's lost his boy, you know, Boy Scout nature and has gone to some weird extreme lengths. And Batman has kind of had to be that sort of uh, that voice of reason or that light in the darkness to kind of bring him back from the brink. Of wherever he's, uh, you know, been because of something horrible that's happened. Uh, but uh, I, I, I love the whole character of Batman, dark and broody, and I, I, I prefer like I like a lot of the darker characters over the more Superman-like characters who are very just we're doing good for good's sake and we're doing it for justice and honor and peace and love and joy and pop tarts and all that wonderful stuff and teddy bears and graham crackers <laughs> and little girls with pigtails 
who go around saying, hey, good morning, mister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, Mr. J. Is Harley Quinn a a good guy now, or is she some in-betweener, a a good, uh, is she a superhero? I think she's kind of a... Or is she an in-betweener, like an anti-hero kind of a thing? Because I know she's got her own series now. She goes back, I don't know what the current books are, but I know they're for a while, like the Gotham City Sirens book, they were like, her, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, they were like kind of good, but you know... Mm. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, I always and always like I like Batman mostly because of his rogues villain. I love the Joker. The Joker is probably my favorite, absolute favorite superhero, and damn Jared Leto's version straight to the horrible, deepest bowels of the dark AKA pit. Albino Lil Wayne. Oh my God, it's so horrible. It just makes me want to cry. Hey, don't make fun of him, man. He's damaged. Oh God. <laughs> He's uh, gonna get really. Really crazy. Probably. Okay, so my number two is also Batman. Uh, uh, that, yeah, that was what I was I was thinking too. So uh, yeah, Batman's my number two, and I mean, pretty much, you know, a lot of what Bat or what Batman said. Jamie is my uh, a lot of what Jamie said. Um, but aside from that, I think the selling point for me with Batman is just that he he tends to be the more well-read superhero, or the better to read superhero. Um, like, uh, I, I'm a really big fan of the Elseworlds books, which are, like, for those of you unfamiliar with comics, Elseworlds was this thing DC did where they would basically take, they would tell different stories that were, I guess, more creator-driven, and they weren't really limited by, they weren't limited by continuity or anything like that. So, like, there's an Elseworlds story where Batman, like, takes place in, like, the pirate age, and he's a pirate, or there's uh-huh. one where, you know... Uh, He's a vampire Superman. Batman. Yeah, there, there's uh, yeah Red Rain where Batman becomes a vampire. He fights Dracula and becomes a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight, which takes place in like mm-hmm. England in the you know oh, late one. 1800s. There's um there's just, there's a bunch of them like that. And and generally speaking, they're they tend to be pretty interesting stories. I mean, I've read shoot ones where he it was combining Batman with Phantom of the Opera. There's one where Superman was found or Clark Kent through Kal-El's ship was found by the Waynes and he was basically became like a hybrid of Batman and Superman it, it kind of leaned a little more towards Batman um mm-hmm. there's just a lot of really interesting uh Batman stories and even even in continuity stories um again I kind of and there's I feel like there's a similar theme in a lot of mine like the He's a detective, and he's got, you know, mysteries and all that. And I, and I always like mysteries, and they, they kind of work with the darker, brooding uh, atmosphere of Batman. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that when I, if I want a good story to read, generally speaking, and this is certainly not <laughs> always the case, but generally speaking, there's there's a lot of really good Batman stories out there. And again, mm-hmm. which is certainly helped by the fact that he has such a good rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Batman. Batman is my number two. Yeah, number two. All right, my number one. I think I pretty much know what your number one is, but yeah. my number one is also a DC character. Green Lantern. Hmm. Green hmm. Lantern is my number one favorite superhero that I've that I know. Um, I mean, let's just talk about Green Lantern. The guy who can transform his will into anything he wants to. Which Green Lantern? Let's go with let's with Hal Jordan. Let's okay. go with the original. Yep. Now I like most of the I like the Green. Technically not the original. Okay, uh, 
Alan Scott yeah. was the original Green Lantern. But, but I got you. Hal yeah. Jordan, the Silver Age uh, Green Lantern. Original of the current Green Lantern. Okay, yeah. 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 I know, and I enjoy all the different Green Lanterns except for uh, freaking Guy, Guy Gardner. Gardner. Guy Gardner's awesome. I love Guy dumbest Gardner. Dumbest Green Lantern ever with that stupid haircut and this stupid Boston accent. <laughs> He's such a jerk. But anyway, I love the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. I love the the idea of a superhero being able to convert something as intangible as will into a physical force. I've always thought... Uh, that that was a really interesting and creative superpower because uh, all Green Lanterns are very, are limited only by their imagination, which I think is uh, really awesome because I'm a creative person myself. I love using my imagination to create all different kinds of things, especially with my music. But, um, yeah, a character who can do that is uh, really, really interesting because there's, there's no telling. I mean, for from a comic book, I mean, from a writer's and an artist's perspective... I mean, you have free reign for, with a character like Green Lantern, like the different possibilities of things that you could come up with that Green Lantern can do is like the character only limited by your imagination and how much force of will that you have. And the fact the, that he's this, I mean, from like a little boy in me thinks it's awesome because he's a space cop and he's going around the galaxy patrolling and keeping uh, in extraterrestrial threats from... Uh, harming the Earth, and he's going up against other lanterns of different colors. Got like Sinestro, who's got his yellow lantern. I thought it was kind of weird that that uh, the Green Lantern's uh, one weakness are yellow things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is the one thing that makes uh, one of his good friends Superman strong. You would think that the Green Lantern would always be weak under a yellow sun, but he's not. Okay, I mean. Doesn't that's a little flawed logic to me? But okay, I get it. Uh, I guess be careful, Hal Jordan. Whenever you're going up against a bee, I guess you know that's <laughs> that's what you, that's what you got to do. Uh, queen I'm Queen Bee, she doesn't actually use bees, but <laughs> uh, the Bee Master or something like that. I guess Killer Moth gets himself a, a hive full of mutant bees, and they can go out and kill Green Lantern pretty easy because they're all yellow, and Hal Jordan can't do anything against them. <laughs> Whoopsie! Better not throw a lemon meringue. I, I, I don't know if they ever like uh, retcon that or I anything. I think they did. did I, they? Think, okay. I think they eventually realized like when your superhero can be defeated by somebody peeing on him, yeah. it's time to look out. He's got a bag of lemons. No! <laughs> Just a guy shooting lemons out of a potato gun. <laughs> the Green Lantern just no, knocks him not, out. Not mustard. Knocks him out and hits him in the temple. <laughs> Big Bird goes. <laughs> Here I come. Oh God. Yeah, so. uh, the Green Lantern, another Green Lantern movie coming out. I, I was so disappointed with what with the oh, uh, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Of was, course, yeah, that, that was, was absolutely was terrible. ridiculous. Uh, but new Green Lantern movie coming out, uh, distant future. I think it's like twenty twenty or even later than that. But that one I'm hearing is going to be a John Stewart uh, mm-hmm. Green Lantern, which I think is going to be really interesting. Uh, John Stewart's also a really cool Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah, I like John Stewart. Don't know much about the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Uh, Not much, do you know? I don't, I don't really think he 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 just seems like more of a placeholder between the two really cool Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. Hal and uh, John Stewart. John Stewart. I'm John Stewart. Hello, Shire. <laughs> Uh, really cool. I love Green Lantern. I love all the things that he can do. Green is, of course, my favorite color. So, mm. Green Lantern is my number one. 
what All you right. got. And now it's time for Zach Pencil's number one. I love it. I love it if you said the question. <laughs> the spirit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's definitely Superman. Um, yeah, Superman's my favorite. And you know, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a big Superman fan. Which it's really hard to be a Superman fan. Did you say fanwich? Fanwich. <laughs> I'm a fanwich. I just cover me in baloney and, and mustard. I'm a Superman fanwich. That um, just sounds like something that you would serve at a Superman themed <laughs> restaurant. But uh, <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, it, it's it's really hard to be a Superman <laughs> fan. And I know that sounds like, oh, it's so hard to be a Superman fan. But I mean, no, I mean, truth is because, like, you know, for for as long as I can remember, people have always talked about, ah, Superman's lame. He's too powerful. He's too good. He's not. He's not deep enough. He's too much of a boy scout. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But that's what I like, and what I think a lot of Superman fans like about him is, you know, earlier I, I talked about how I like Ozymandias because. He, he feels very real in that there is no definite right or wrong, and so sometimes you really have to pick the lesser of two evils and such. But just the opposite is why I like Superman the best. is you know I don't have any problem with the idea of representing a world where things are black and white. And mm. for me, Superman, he's corny. He's definitely a, a sign of a, a comic. He's a comic character created, you know, 75 years ago. But the thing that I like about him is he inspires hope. He's he's a character who serves the purpose of what I really want out of entertainment, and that's escapism. I don't want when I when I pick up a Superman comic, I don't want tragedy, and I don't want sadness and and, and bleakness that's going to bring me down. Like generally, when I read a Superman comic, I, I you know I want up I want to be uplifted. The same reason you'll listen to uplifting mm-hmm. music, you know. Whether you're sad or either happy or whatever, sometimes you're in a somber mood, or sometimes you're in a more of a Batman mood or whatever. I'm not saying I don't, I'm not like that, but I like that Superman represents a perfection that humanity, I think, deep down, we all strive for, and that we can't achieve because Superman himself is—he's a human being, so to speak, who is the pinnacle of everything we aspire for. He's. He's completely altruistic. He's a he's good. He could he could enslave the world in a day if he wanted, but he chooses not to. He loves humanity. He sees his gifts as a means to help and better the world. Um, you know, he's just he, he you know he's strong. He's healthy. He's he's all the things. He's handsome. Whatever. He's all the things that I think everybody wants to be. But the thing is, we 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 can't become that. So he's he's a legend. I guess is what I'm saying is. You know, you have your Batmans and you have your Spider-Mans who are conflicted with real-world human problems, and that's good. I, from a storytelling point, I totally understand that. This is just a minor thing, too, but I, I already noticed a uh, thing about Superman. He's a blue-collar guy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. like, he's not... Like, one of his, his greatest enemy is, like, rich... Like, super yeah. conglomerate, kind of power-hungry guy. Mm-hmm. Like, basically the absolute opposite of what Superman yeah, is. Yeah, precisely. Which is, you know, well, going on, like, if you think about Batman, the Joker is the complete absolute opposite of what Superman is. You know, mm-hmm. the antithesis of uh, that person. But I think because Superman's small-time mm-hmm. reporter, acts meek and timid, and I, uh, more, a little bit more relatable, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and that's the interesting thing with with Lex. I think Lex, if you look at Superman as this legend or whatever, um, Lex represents kind of how people become when they try to become Superman. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Lex represents a man who who lets greed get the better of him. Who, ambitions. Yeah, he, he he has ambitions and he could he could do good with all he has, but he chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Whereas Superman can and does. And yet I've always seen Lex as being kind of envious of Superman, that that's the deep-seated reason he detests him so much is because he, you know, Lex looks in the mirror every morning and sees the wrinkles on his face, and he sees he sees that he can never have that level of perfection Superman has. Mm-hmm. He can never be as well-loved as Superman has. So he, he represents the people in life who try to tear you down, you know what I mean? The, you try to do the right thing, you stick to your guns, do what you feel is right, and there's, there's, there's naysayer, there's... there's there's adversity that comes your way, and Lex represents that. And that's, and again, that's why I feel like Superman. I like Superman the best because even though his stories aren't the most compelling and his movies are virtually all terrible, um, he he's a legend. He's he's something. Mm-hmm. He's something. He. I find myself dreaming about being Superman more than I dream about being other characters. The others, the other characters, are good stories, but to me, Superman is more. Than well, I can respect that you stick to your guns with that whole sort of thing, even when everybody else in the whole world seems to be kind of turning against Superman. Even their, mm-hmm. even the people who are behind him, who are in charge of him, like are trying to turn him into something completely different than exactly. what he should have been. The darker Superman with all these new powers, and he's just a he, he so much more brooding, and he's not he's not the Superman of old, and mm-hmm. somehow I'm. I, I'm afraid he may never be the, the same Superman that he was before in the past. The same guy who mm. did all those things of inspiring hope and uh, instilling confidence and courage in in smaller people. Yeah, you know. and that and, and it truly does break my heart when I see the trailers for the new Superman movies and and look through a Superman comic, which I don't buy him anymore either because I just I don't like him because I it, it makes me sad. It like I. I Man of Steel, I mean, it legitimately broke my heart. As mm-hmm. geeky as that sounds to say, like, watching just watching Superman portrayed that way, a character who I love and respect so much being brought down like that was just heartbreaking. The best comic, um, or the best, one, one comic I love about Superman, um, surprisingly, it was, it was a Hitman comic. Uh, Hitman, for those of you who don't know, being a character who's a hitman. I mean, huh. it's a very violent, very gritty, very dark comic. Um, I believe it's issue number 34. I could be wrong, maybe 32. Um, but it actually won an Eisner Award, which is like the Oscars of comics in a way, uh, for best single issue. And in it, long story short, Superman encounters this guy, Hitman, who's just kind of chilling out on a rooftop. And they have a dialogue. And, it, and it's very human dialogue because Hitman is just a regular guy, I think. Um, I think he can read minds or something, but whatever the case. Um, and they're talking, and Superman is depressed because he had just been on the way to, like, there was some kind of cataclysmic thing involving some astronauts, and and Superman was saving them all, but there was one who, through a setup of circumstances, he couldn't save because he was, like, trying to, you know, Superman was having to hold this, like, radiation blast down and couldn't save this guy as something happened. And he's he's talking about how he's so used to flying around and like hearing people say, or just knowing in general that whenever something bad's happening, 
that people trust that Superman's going to save them. They, 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 they know Superman's not always going to be there, but if Superman is there, they know that Superman's going to save them. And, he, and he's basically talking about the weight on his shoulders that that creates. He's like, I want to save the entire world, but I mean, I, can't, I even can't do that. Um, and he talks about when he's in the situation with this astronaut that he can see the guy, and that the guy he sees in the guy's face turn with this look of like, Superman's not going to save me. Superman can't save me, and just like, and and that just breaks Superman's heart because he's never dealt with that before. He's he's always been Superman to people, and so anyways, he has this dialogue with the character, and I mean the whole book is pretty much just them talking for sixteen pages, but it, I mean it's beautiful, and it just it sums up Superman so perfectly as being just this completely good character, and and I guess one reason I like him is because it's so hard for people to accept the idea of a completely good person. Which is sad, right? I mean, we all theoretically have the capacity to be completely good, right? I mean, so to speak. I mean, you look at you look at the evil that man that men do, and you realize, you know, we could all choose not to do this and be peaceful with one another, but we're human and we're flawed and we don't do that, or we're greedy or whatever. And and Superman represents, like I said, that thing that we all kind of wish we could be, but can't seem to quite grasp. Please think about, and this is, uh, you remember Kill Bill 2, the mm-hmm. speech that Bill gave to the bride about Superman, about how he thinks that Superman is not the alter ego, or is not the, the identity. Uh, Clark Kent is the alter ego. Mm-hmm. That uh, Clark Kent is how Superman views uh, humanity, weak and timid and... Uh, I really like the speech in that movie, but it's also a speech given by a guy who kills people for a living. And I think that that was his interpretation of Superman. You know what I mean? It's a, it's kind of a... I, I mean, I don't I don't completely disagree with it. Um, and I, I think it's an interesting characterization. For me, though, I mean, Superman... I don't know. I think he, he takes the Clark Kent... Guys, maybe because he could have been he he could have Superman could have easily as uh, he could have easily turned you know as Clark Kent he could have been a world famous um, athlete yeah. he could have been in the NFL or and held back and you know he would have been able to you know he's got enough control over his power that he would be able to uh, mm-hmm. make it seem well, that he's uh, not that he's you know he's good enough or he's really good and he could have he could have been one of the best ever he could have been uh, a police officer mm-hmm. I think okay here's what on double duty so to speak I think yeah. I think the reason that Superman is Clark Kent I don't think that either one of them is the real real him I think they're both the real him it, uh, a good a good comparison I think is um, a few years ago, uh, there was a Breaking Bad panel at Comic-Con, and Brian Cranston walked out and revealed that earlier in the day, he had been walking mm-hmm. around yeah. dressed as Walt White in a mask and, like, mingling with the people, right? And, and I've heard of other celebrities doing that, too. They'll put on a costume and they'll mm-hmm. mingle so people won't recognize him. And, I, and really, I think that's what Clark Kent is. I think, I think that Clark Kent is the life that Superman truly wants to lead. I mean, he has to put on a little bit of an air, the meekness and the timidness or whatever. He has to put on a bit of an air in order to keep the guys up. But but I think at the same time, like, he's genuinely interested in the... He's genuinely interested in people, right? I mean, he chose the path of a reporter. Why would he choose that? I mean, he's interacting with people. He's seeing the world. Not only does it kind of give him a, you know, the 
pulse of what's going on in the city to help with Superman. But, you know, it's I, I think it says a lot about his interests in humanity, right? He's Superman, for as powerful as he is, the key is that he is... He's an adopted human, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like if if the Smith family adopts a child and raises it from a baby, even if the child wasn't born a Smith, he's a Smith by the you know by the time he's an adult, he's he's a Smith. He's become a Smith. He's been raised with the same Smith values that the mm -hmm. other Smiths have. And in the same way, Superman is the same way. He wasn't born a human, Clark but Smith. but yeah, <laughs> but he's but he's raised a human, and he's very He's almost more human than some humans, though. So. so I think, I really, I think Clark Kent is, I don't think either of them is the identity nor the the alias or whatever you want to call it. Like, I think they're both just facets of the same guy. Oh, good picks. Good picks for you. Heck yeah. Knock those picks. Um... Any honorable mentions? Just name a couple of them. Uh, I did want... I, I thought... You don't have to, like, go into any detail. Yeah, I kind of briefly wanted to mention Jonah Hex. He, he's Jonah not really... Hex. A, I mean, he's not really a superhero. He's, like... He's a bounty hunter. You know, I mean, just like, just like Batman, you know? Yeah. Like, the Wild West Batman. Yeah, to a degree. He's, he's a little more ornery, I mean, but he's kind of like the, you he's know... the Wild West Punisher. Yeah, that's probably closer to it. I mean, he's got a deep, deep, deep down beneath the rough exterior. He truly is a good guy, but he really doesn't want anybody to see it. And I just, I just think the comics are really good. I really mm -hmm. like reading Jonah Hex. So Jonah Hex gets a gets my honorable mention. Yeah. Um, I have so many other people that I wish I could honorably mention. Uh, but you know, Wolverine. Wolverine, mm -hmm. I always like Wolverine. Probably one of my favorite, and if not one of the, he, I mean, he's the X Man. You know, he's the one that everybody thinks of whenever you say X Men. Mm -hmm. You know, you, your mind doesn't go completely over to oh, when you think X Men, oh, Cyclops. I yeah. think of Chameleon. Yeah, well, uh, or more. You know, you see uh, Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. as Nightcrawler. Yeah, I really like I, I really like Cody Smith McPhee as an actor, so I'm I'm happy to see mm -hmm. him getting that part. And I, I Nightcrawler is one of my favorite X Men mm -hmm. too, yeah. so that. That makes me happy. Oh, and Squirrel Girl. Oh, Just yeah. throwing it out. I love Squirrel Girl. She's What's, awesome. Uh, shoot, not, She's not Great Groot. Lakes Avengers. Groot, not Groot. Gloop, Glop, Glark. Groot? Who's the little green booger looking X Men guy? Glort. Glort? Glort? I don't know. I, why can't I think of his name? It's a, it's a, it's a disgusting <laughs> sound. He looks like a little green booger. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't even think I know who that is. Okay, lots of good superheroes. Uh, but I think uh, as the day is finally winding down, we give our final salutes to all of those superheroes, both fictional and those in real life. Of course, talking about all the people, the everyday heroes, the police officers, the doctors, the firefighters, Emergency workers, heck, even nine one one dispatchers. You know, mm. everybody plays their part. Uh, teachers, single parents, single parents, non single parents, step parents, and parents in general, anybody. parents who parents who do their who do their work, taking care of uh, their children, raising them. Uh, maybe not so much politicians. Dupe. <laughs> Dupe. That's who I was. Dupe. Dupe. I don't know who that is. That's uh, weird. Basically, any anybody. What's his powers? Who knows? Could he just like turn into a puddle of dupe? Like a booger. Um, but uh, yeah, anybody, anybody who you know puts puts other people before themselves. 
know you're out there. Hopefully, uh, some of those people are listening to this podcast. And if so, sir, ma'am, we salute you. They say that a hero saves not gonna stand here wait. Mm-hmm. Is that or Enrique Iglesias? I think I chose the lesser of two evils. We could have went with David Bowie. We could be heroes. Yeah. Just for one day. All right, let's get to the end here. <laughs> All We're right, let's. We need to do uh, translation station. Translation station. I guess that makes us Come a couple. Come on, ride the train. If you we're just ride it. <laughs> if we're doing these translations, I guess you could call us a couple trannies. Oh God! Why did you just ruin everything? <laughs> just ruin everything with your words. Uh, I will say, okay. Uh, well, well, tell them, tell them okay. what song we're going to do. Okay, but so I have a suggestion honor... before you translate it. Okay. Uh, is well, this is the song okay? Is this fine? Well, no, it's a good. Say what the song is, and then okay, I'll we're going to do the, we're going to do the old Spider Man theme song. The old Spider Man theme song. My suggestion is put a hyphen between Spider and Man because Spider Man probably won't translate, but Spider Man should it just be a hyphen, or is it, a, or should I put them like a whole space? Uh, that I couldn't. Uh, maybe a space, just be safe. Okay, I'll put uh, I'll put space. Is this going to? So yeah, we're doing the Spider-Man theme song. Some of you may know does as it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes Spider-Man. Check out the, you know, Michael Bublé has a version of that song. Have you ever heard it? No. It's like a swing-ish version of the Spider-Man theme song. It's amazing. I don't know. I don't know what prompted him to do it, but you know it was weird. I was looking through this. Like they actually put a space. There was actually was a space in the last Spider-Man in this. In the I guess because it says you'll find the Spider-Man. Okay. Uh-huh. So okay. All right. So, well, it looks like here it says uh, someone that's already got Punjabi. Should we just go Punjabi? Yeah, let's first? go to Punjabi. Oh boy, that's Punjabi. a pretty language. Sapari <laughs> minor. I don't know how to. Okay. I'll just move this over here. Now, what we go to? Let's do uh, anything we haven't done before. Chikiwa. Chikiwa. Chichewa. Spoken by the Bao, the people of Bao, you know, Bao Chikiwa. In the in the wa boom Chikiwa wow. The Bao the Bao Chikiwa people. Chichewa. There's a C H there. All right. Uh, what are we going to next? Let's see. I'm going to say, let's do. Well, I don't think we've ever done Korean before. Okay. Let's do Korean. Man, I had some uh, Burmese sushi today for lunch, courtesy of Ken Sushi. Go back over delicious Ken's. When are we gonna go get burritos from Qdoba? I don't know. I do or, love uh, Qdoba. Or Chip- is there a Chipotle somewhere? In there? I've never been a fan of Chipotle. Honestly. I've never been before, so I don't uh, know. I, I prefer, I think I prefer Moe's and then Qdoba and then Chipotle. I don't know Moe's. Is there a Moe's nearby? Um, in Lexington. In Lexington? We'll have to go. Oh man, I love Moe's. Alright, uh, let's, let's see. We've done three. This okay, so we, we're two doing more. an Asian language, so let's go to, um, have we ever done Latin? Latin. Judicum Crepitus. I don't know Latin at all. Judicium. Okay. Oh, Judicium. 
Yeah, I didn't see that same one. All right, and the last space. Eh, there's not. It wouldn't matter. Let me put that there. Okay. Um. And okay, with the last one, let's let's go Yiddish. Okay. Yiddish. I don't think I don't know any Yiddish. No boy. It's all right, justified. All right, and, and we'll take remember, our this e- translation station is brought to you by Paddington Bear. DVD and Blu-ray available now. <laughs> I'm liking this. <laughs> I'm liking this. Okay, let me let me just put this up on this side real quick. <laughs> All right. It's ridiculous. All right, you have at it, Jim. Now we got to do it together. Oh, are we gonna yeah. both gonna do it? Yeah, why not? Because I, I feel weird doing it by myself. Hey, man, it's your podcast. But okay. 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 What? One, two, three, four. Spiders. 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 What, what can, can spider? spider? So the bulk of the text. A hundred thieves like flies. Caution. Spider-Man here. He is a strong man. That chains radiometric and is waiting for the blood disease. He moved the wire. See above. Greetings, spiders. Progress. <laughs> Night frost at the crime scene. If you have chosen light and it was in season, spiders, spiders. A friend, your entries are said to be all these things. And riches and honor. He denied it. It is part of that. A large explosion in life, wherever there's tension, you speak of these things. So ridiculous. That was beautiful. If, if you have chosen lot and it was in season. <laughs> I think that's going to be the title of my memoir. If you have chosen light and it was in season. Zach Pencil's story. Riches and honor, he denied it. I love I did, radiometric and is waiting for the blood disease. Waiting for the blood disease. I think we're all waiting for the blood disease. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know where it got radiometric. I guess that's, that's a Yiddish word for radioactive or something. Uh, is there is there a way that you can post the lyrics onto the uh, spot onto the uh, Songify? Songify or not Songify? Crap! Whatever. Uh, SoundCloud. Whatever the name of our iPod. I mean, I, I could. I, I, could. I don't know words. I'm poking myself in the eye with a straw. How do I drink water again? I never, I, I never liked uh, thought about doing like posting the uh, the actual lyrics onto the. Well, I guess I could. I mean, I don't know. I was just throwing that out there. Uh, I don't know. I'll think about it. Yeah, but anyway, so there you go. And right, that was this week's translation station. <laughs> We're gonna, we're, All aboard! There needs to be a much better thing. We need, uh, we'll actually, we'll have to actually come up with a jingle for it or something like that. I don't know. All right, last thing of the day, of course, this week. It is the jam of the week. Welcome and this week's jam of the week comes from the land of the rising sun. And this is an interesting thing. You're going to get a kick out of this, I think, because it's so ridiculous. And just remember that this week's uh, uh, Jam of the Week is brought to you by Paddington on DVD and Blu-ray. Featuring now. Winnie the Pooh <laughs> in a fight to the death. Oh, bother. Okay, but this week's uh, Jam of the Week is uh, a little a three-piece uh, act out of Japan, and it is called Baby Metal. 
Oh, boy, I really, really like it. Uh, it's, it's really cool, I think, because it's an interesting little novelty little act, and it is these three just adorable little teenage girls doing this, you know, how there's a lot of, like, a lot of, like, pop acts in, yeah. in Japan about just uh, teenagers and younger girls, like, doing all these sugary, sweet, just make you want to throw up kind of pop songs. Mm-hmm. So they, what they did was they took that and then they combined it with this loud, extreme sort of heavy metal. And they put the two together and that's when you get baby metal. And you've got to see this to believe it, just how crazy ridiculous it is. But uh, I'm going to be putting the uh, the uh, clip of this song. This is called Megitsune. And uh, I'm going to put the little 30-second clip up of that. At the end of the of the show, as per is the usual that I do, so I hope you stick around for that. Check out Baby Metal, and then I'll put up links for them, of course, on the website and, and on the SoundCloud side, so that you can check them out, see if you like them as much as I do. But this is uh, Megatsune by Baby Metal. Check it out. Check it out. I love them. So it starts out all really interesting, like like dark looking, and all of their back out members all wear masks and everything. But then they just got these three cute little girls, and they're doing this sugary sweet kind of stuff. This and this is really weird. It is. I think like the oldest one is seventeen, and the yeah. other two are like fifteen. I'm glad this video's in your view history and not mine. Oh, there's nothing weird and like <laughs> just nothing crazy. horrible about it. So they're just doing their little poses and they're trying to be as cute as they can be, but in the background just these guys are just going absolutely insane with their playing. Yeah, it's like uh, Slipknot meets an elementary school cheerleading competition. Some of Spice Girls and Slipknot come together. Spice Knot. <laughs> Spice night, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a real cool. These girls, what I it's really cool about this is they just took off over there in Japan. Like they've already played a concert at Budokan, which is like the creme de la creme of like venues over in Japan. Like, anyone who's anyone in the rock and roll world has played at Budokan. I played there last year with my band, Snafu. Snafu. I thought I heard about that, actually. It was impossible to get tickets, you know? Mm, that's true, because we didn't, we didn't have any. We just... We wanted Everybody to just to. come in if you want to. It's a free show. We're no, not making it, it, we actually didn't perform for anybody. We just performed for ourselves at the con. Yeah. Locked doors. Tremendous fire hazard. Cool. Well, anyway, that's really cool. And as uh, you are lullabied off to sleep tonight by the sweet, sickening sounds of baby metal, again, everybody, a salute to all of the heroes, the superheroes, both fictional and real. And we will catch you again next week. Hopefully, me and Zach, we will come back again with another little helping. And maybe we'll finish up our uh, our cartoon talk. We'll talk and go back into that and finish up that conversation that we started. And there was still a whole lot more that I wanted to do. So we will soon. We will see you again 
next week. Paddington on Blu-ray and DVD. Paddington Bear with Winnie the Pooh. Goodbye, everybody. See you later.